if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode 18. You know what? It is a great day to lose some weight. (laughs) So let's jump into today's episode so I can drop some new knowledge into your brain and you can carry on with the business of losing weight. Now, you know, it is my goal with this podcast to teach you how to undiet your brain. And when you practice what I preach, you will stop dieting and you will lose weight. So today I want you to expand your mind and dream a little bit. You know, I always say put on that dreamer's hat. I want you to imagine living your life where your day is no longer controlled by thoughts of food. Now, if you're a professional dieter, This may seem practically impossible. I'm laughing because I remember when I was a cereal yo-yo dieter, I was constantly thinking about food, what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. I remember eating a meal and thinking about eating the next one. (laughs) I remember eating a meal and thinking about my next serving instead of focusing what was on my plate. I was always thinking about food. It was crazy. Now, I am on the other side of that craziness now. Thank goodness. And I love food and I absolutely love eating really good food, but I'm no longer controlled by it. My day does not revolve around eating or preparing what to eat or thinking about what's next to eat. (laughs) I just plan for my food just like I plan everything else on my schedule. And once the decision is made about what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat it, I don't second guess it. I don't obsess over it. I don't think twice about it. The decision has been made and the decision is done. So like this morning, right, I woke up, I pulled out my Stop Dieting Forever planner, and that is the 90-day planner that I use and I give all of my clients, and we do the same process every day. I do exactly what they do. I wrote down what I was going to plan to eat and when. So today is a longer intermittent fasting day for me, so I will plan to eat today at 6 o'clock. It is now 3.31. So I wrote that down. I will break my fast with my favorite green protein shake. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me post it plenty of times. And I wrote that down, right? I wrote that I was going to break my fast at six o'clock with my green protein shake. I'm also cooking dinner, which I already decided earlier in the week because I have been making meals by Green Chef. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you've also seen me post 
some of the meals that I've been making. Green Chef is a meal delivery kit and their food is really yummy. It's very tasty. I've been trying different meal kits and this is the one that we really like right now. So the decision has been made. It's already in the fridge. I already know what I'm going to cook for dinner. So this simple act of deciding ahead of time what you're going to eat is so incredibly powerful. And when you can make these decisions ahead of time, you are saving yourself from all of the mind drama that comes with food. And I don't want you to think like, well, heck, she's not eating all day. So of course, it's easy for her to plan. No, 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 no. That is not an excuse, right? This isn't just an easy thing to do because I'm fasting today. It can be this simple, even if you're eating three square meals a day. And I know you're not snacking in between those meals, right? So just think about it. Before you jump into your day or even the night before. So let's think about tomorrow, right? You can plan what you're going to eat tomorrow, today. Before you go to bed tonight or after you finish eating your dinner tonight, you can take five minutes to think through what you can eat tomorrow. Or you can wake up in the morning like I do. I usually wake up around 5, 5.30 and decide, okay, this is what I'm planning to eat today. So before you Jump into your day tomorrow. I want you to just think about what you're going to eat for your meals. Don't guess, right? Don't sit there and be like, "Mm, I don't even know. Go look in your refrigerator. Go look in your pantry. See what's available. And then you decide what you're going to eat based on what you have available to you. Now, some of you may be going out to eat, right? So if you know that you're going out to eat at some point during the day, you can decide ahead of time what you're going to eat. If you know where you're going, if you know where you're ordering from, look at the menu and decide ahead of time and write it down. Don't just make a a thought decision. I want you to write that decision down and then you simply rinse and repeat for each meal, right? Plan ahead of time, write it down, done. Right now, here is where some of y'all get tripped up. You have no problem planning and writing things down. You're like, okay, I'm with you. I can plan ahead of time. I can write it down on a piece of paper. But when it comes to actually following your plan, this is where some of y'all have trouble. Your bratty brain, yes, I said your bratty brain, likes to offer plenty of reasons why you should eat something else other than what you planned. You think, huh, I want to eat something different. I don't want to eat this anymore, right? So when you're listening to your bratty brain, what are you doing? You are simply inviting in the mind drama. So now instead of following the plan that you have created for yourself, you are all of a sudden indulging in confusion about what to eat. Now, what does this look like for some of you? I know for me, it looks like me rationalizing my food choices. So instead of just saying, okay, I'm gonna plan to eat what I planned, all of a sudden you find yourself rationalizing. So maybe, for example, (laughs) there's a little bit of cake left, right? So you're thinking, hmm, might as well just eat the cake so I don't have to worry about it later. Now, here's my question to you. Did you plan on eating the cake today? Did you write it down and say, I'm going to have a piece of cake 
with my lunch? If the answer is no, and you have not written it down, then you don't eat the cake. Very simple, people. The reason that you're thinking about eating the cake all of a sudden is because you're feeling some type of emotion, and eating the cake seems like a better idea than committing to your plan. Now the cake has been there. You weren't thinking about the cake two hours ago. You weren't thinking about the cake yesterday. All of a sudden, you're like, hmm. Maybe I should eat this little bit of cake so I don't have to think about it. Or if cake isn't your thing, just insert whatever your thing is and fill in the blank. Behavior like this, thinking like this, is how you stay stuck in the diet cycle. Because you don't know how to tell your bratty brain to hush up, and you don't know how to stay committed to yourself long enough to see permanent results. So you're like, okay, how do I get out of this cycle, Jennifer? I'm so glad you asked because I'm about to tell you. First of all, I want you to make sure you plan your meals ahead of time every single day. What this looks like in my community, my client community, is that we do a weekly plan. So we do a high-level plan thinking ahead what we're going to eat for the week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day. And then at the beginning of each day or the night before, we look ahead and say, has anything changed? This is what I'm planning to eat today. Okay, so very simply, make sure you plan your meals ahead of time. Why do you do this? So you are intentionally eating versus emotionally eating. Okay, which brings me to my second thing that you need to do to get out of this cycle. You want to make sure... You're checking those unuseful emotions at the door. Yes, your emotions. Because when your emotional mind is not managed, your brain is primed and ready to let the food drama enter. You just simply don't have the language and you don't have the belief to say no to your bratty brain and stay committed to what you plan to do. This is why... Working on your emotional intelligence is so important. This is why I keep talking about it all the time, because it's usually the missing piece for people who struggle to lose weight and keep it off. If you still think that you just need to eat less or exercise more or follow this specific plan and don't eat this food group or eat at this certain time, right? Just to lose weight, you really, really, really need to understand this emotional piece. I was actually reading a really interesting article, and I just shared it with my client group, about the study that was done where researchers tested 701 people and asked them to identify where they felt increasing or decreasing activity as they reacted to different emotional stimuli. So basically, they were asking people, where do you feel emotions in your body? They showed them something emotional that would generate some type of emotion. And they asked them like to color in and identify in their body where they felt certain emotions. So for example, collectively, they found that happiness is felt throughout the body. And collectively, they felt they found that shame, the emotion of shame, is felt in the torso and the head with decreased activation in the arms, legs, and feet. And it was really cool because they actually 
color coded these emotions and where they showed up and how much they showed up in the body. So it's really, really fascinating. And I actually will put a link to that article so you can read it yourself. So if you have a hard time articulating what a specific emotion is that you're experiencing with one word, you can also tap into how your body is feeling at any given time, right? So think about a time when you were maybe super excited. Where did you feel that in your body? Or think about a time where you were anxious, right? Where did that show up in your body? I know some of y'all are like, enough with the emotions already. (laughs) I know because I used to think like that. (laughs) But remember, I shared with you guys how resistant I was to feeling all of the emotions for years. And when I was finally able to sit my butt down and experience all of the emotions and I opened myself up to experiencing the good, the bad, the ugly, I literally have had some of my biggest, and I still continue to have some of my biggest personal breakthroughs. That's the thing about emotions. You have to experience them. You cannot think your way out of an emotion. Right? The same article that I was reading noted that ignoring, burying, or blocking your emotions may contribute to more illness. Why? Because your mind-body connection is weak. And when your mind and body connection is weak, you simply may neglect your emotional and physical health. So what does this mean to you? It means that when you make the decision to ignore your eating plan and treat yourself with food that is not on your plan, you are refusing to experience an emotion. And that behavior pattern is always going to keep you overeating and keep you overweight. How do you know if you're doing this? Well, if you constantly have a thought like, ooh, I need to treat myself with some food, right? Or, ooh, I don't feel like eating this today. I want to eat this thing. When you know you're eating more foods that are in your fun foods column versus the foods that are in your fuel column in your eating plan, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to one of the earlier episodes. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can understand how to create your own eating plan. I think it's episode three, two or three, maybe four. But when you are eating more from your fun foods column and eating more for emotions, you're going to keep yourself in this overeating, overweight cycle. So if you're ignoring your emotions, just like I was, just the thought, I just remember the, I remember my coaches telling me like, being able to feel the emotions is the key to success. And I was like, oh my God, just the thought of experiencing an emotion just seemed so overwhelming. But guess what? It was only overwhelming because I'd never done it before intentionally. Now, once I decided to feel an emotion without eating, I realized, oh, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. It was actually really, really, really empowering when I got to the other side of the emotion. So for you to achieve food freedom, you need to learn to experience all of your emotions without eating. 
I know it may not be the answer you want to hear, but if you've tried everything to lose weight and nothing has worked long term, I'm telling you, trust me here, I have your best interest at heart. This is something you need to look into for yourself. So let's go back, put your dreamer's hat back on, and I want you to think about your life where you experience food freedom on a daily basis, right? So food freedom is where you feel in control of the food that you eat instead of the food controlling you. What does a day in your life look like where those old behavior patterns of overeating no longer exist? What does a day in your life look like where you no longer feel guilty after eating certain foods? What does a day in your life look like where you can stop eating when you're full and you no longer have the desire to binge eat? Hmm. Food freedom is eating with intention and not eating driven by your emotions. Food freedom is removing the labels from food and no longer looking at it as good or bad. That's like one of the very first things I teach my clients is like no food is off limits because when you start limiting your food, unless of course it makes you violently ill or you have an allergic reaction to it, yes, that is off limits. Everything else is neither good nor bad, right? We're removing the label from the food because when you start labeling food as good or bad, you start attaching a value of yourself to it right? And you start feeling guilty whether you eat the food or not. And so part of food freedom is removing that label of good or bad. And it's also removing that label from yourself and no longer shaming yourself for what you ate. Food freedom is enjoying your favorite foods and not freaking out that you're eating them. Food freedom is no longer looking at food as an enemy. This is what undieting your brain looks like, my friend. And yes, this level of thinking is possible. Even if you think you need to be on a diet to lose weight, I am here to tell you that you do not. You just haven't learned how to think in this way yet. And you can decide that you want to start thinking like this way right now. Literally, all it takes is making a very simple decision. So I want you to ask yourself, what do you need to do to achieve food freedom? It's possible, y'all. You can do it. Now, it is time for Stop and Celebrate. And this is a part of the show where I shout out someone who is living the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle. And today I want to celebrate... Chan two times. She left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and she said, and I quote, amazing. I was looking for shows that would motivate me and give me some tips on my weight loss journey. And I found that with these episodes. I find myself relating to the things Jennifer talks about, which makes it even more beneficial. So glad I found the show unquote. (laughs) Chan two times. 
I am so happy you found the show too. And I'm happy you're finding the podcast motivating and beneficial. That is 100% my goal with this podcast, right? I want to inspire you and I want to show you that yes, it is possible to lose weight without being on a diet. And it's possible to lose weight in a way that doesn't feel restrictive and it doesn't feel painful and it doesn't feel like, oh my God, something you have to do. Yes, I'm telling you, it is possible to get off of the weight loss struggle bus. Possibility is what living the luxe life is all about. If you don't believe me, go back, listen to the episodes where I interview my clients who share how they lost their first 10 pounds following my process without feeling like they're on a diet, all right? So before I close out and I leave you all for this time, I want to just leave you with a quote that I read recently by Robin Sharma. You may be familiar with him. I absolutely love this quote. Y'all know I love quotes anyway, but (laughs) this one is good. Okay. So Robin Sharma said, your excuses are just the lies. Your fears have sold you. Read that again so you get it. Your excuses are just the lies your fears have sold you. So I want you to think about that the next time your bratty brain starts showing out, right? Your bratty brain is simply operating from the lies that your fears have sold you. What? I know. That was good, right? All right. Live Lux. Share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Leave me a rating, subscribe, do all the things, and I will see you in the next episode. See ya. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Forever.